Hey everyone, this is Keenan and Lester. We just wanted to jump into our feed, considering that our school, UNLV, was in the news last week because of a tragic shooting that took the lives of three professors. And we wanted to let everyone know that we are okay, we are safe, uh, and to update you a little bit about our connection with the school, which we brought up several times on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, so uh, I was not there uh, that day, just on a fluke. I stayed home, and I'm really feeling for my uh, my faculty and students and friends who had to go through that and be on lockdown, and then... Very much feeling for the uh, professors and their families, uh, the yes. professors who lost their lives. So definitely, um, I heard about this, um, and uh, luckily, yeah, I also heard um, pretty much immediately after that uh, that that Keenan was not in uh, that day, and I was really, really thankful for that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and I think you guys know I'm I'm all the way over in LA, so um, I was very, very far away from it. But uh, but yeah, um, it wasn't really um, getting uh, the news coverage um, because it was a, a it was a Las Vegas thing and not. A, a mm-hmm. LA thing, so um, so I found out about it, um, and then yeah, and then found out that uh, that Keenan was okay. But uh, I also did find out that one of the uh, professors um, was uh, uh, my Japanese professor when I mm-hmm. was uh, when I was over there, um, and it was uh, yeah, it was a, it was a bit of a shock. Um, I, um, I I credit her as uh, uh, one of the people who helped me on my journey to. Um, moving to and living and working in Japan uh, right, right after college. Um, so yeah, so she gave me um, uh, a lot of, uh, you know, in addition to to uh, teaching me, um, you know, she she kind of mentored me and gave me um, mm-hmm. a lot of advice and, uh, and and wrote my recommendation letter to to be in the program to teach mm-hmm. uh, English and Japanese. Yeah. Um, and um, while I was over there, she was, um, I wanted to, I wanted to major in Japanese, but um uh, there was only there was only minors in uh, Japanese over over there when I was uh, mm-hmm. when I was there and she was from what I remember she was fighting really really hard to to uh, kind of like spearhead this thing to make it a uh, uh, what would you call it a majorable right uh, mm-hmm. um, uh, um, program program yeah. 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 So, um, so yeah, it, it, uh, yeah, that, that was, uh, that was a bit of a shock, uh, when I heard that as well. Yeah. I'm really sorry about that, Lester. And, mm. you know, we, we're both teachers now and we, we send students off and we're not always sure, you know, whether what we do matters. And then, mm. you know, we're reminded of this with other professors that you, you haven't talked to her in, you know, many years. Many but, years, yeah. Yeah. But she had, you know, had such a positive impact in your life. And I'm hearing from other students who have interacted with the three professors who, who were murdered as well. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Dr. Takamaru and Dr. Chang and Dr. Navarro. Yes. Um, so, yeah, we just wanted to jump in and let you know what's going on there because mm-hmm. we, we are very proud of being UNLV running rebels. And yep. we talked mm-hmm. about that several times in our, on our show. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm really sorry for you, Lester, and, and for all my students and friends and faculty who were there that day. Where I normally record the show from in my office, you can right. see the building uh, where the shooting was, you know, if you if you know where to look and crane mm-hmm. your neck a little bit. So yeah. my window looking out of the courtyard is right there. So, um, yeah, it's just been a very, very odd week. And, uh, and you know, we're taking some time to heal. But I um, yeah. just wanted to let you know where we are and yeah we had uh you know some questions about you know whether or not um you know uh to do the show but uh take uh, a week off or anything yeah Yeah. i think keenan and i agree it's like one of the things that kind of gets us through things like this is you know uh finding joy wherever we can and and Mm -hmm. you know and and talking together and laughing and yeah 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 so we just wanted to let you know you know we try to uh keep personable on our show and not mm-hmm. be, you know, uh, just Wikipedia bots and just repeat things. Right. You know, we try mm-hmm. to, so that's what's going on with our life this week. And we just wanted to share that with you. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and and yeah, like like if anybody out there, um, you know, is going through, uh, you know, some stuff, feel free to, uh, you know, to to reach out because uh, that's that's the kind of community that we we want is uh, you know not just you know it's like you know well, we're making jokes and cracking you know mm-hmm. like like gags and stuff like that, but you know like we want to be I want I want to believe that you know like uh, you know uh, we've we've built a community where uh, everyone can feel safe and you know talk about um, stuff that's bothering them and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So now we're gonna jump back into our show, which was recorded before, and we hope you enjoy, and we hope you're all well out there, and that you're taking care of yourselves and your families and your community, as always. Yeah, yeah. Be safe out there, and be well. Coming up, what an excellent day for tap water. Well, howdy, folks, and welcome to Minute 95 of The Exorcist Minute, a show where we endeavor to examine, extrapolate, and excavate The Exorcist, minute by terrifying minute. My name is Lester Ryan Clark. And I'm Keenan Diaz. And we'll be your holy guides on this journey through what some have called the scariest movie of all time. Okay, so our minute begins with Chris fixing a drink for Karis. And it ends with her getting ready to say something. Mm. Or someone. Or somewhere. <laughs> or did... <laughs> That that might be my favorite recurring. It's so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Thomas. <laughs> Lester, we are on minute. What did you just say? Ninety five. Ninety five. So we we have um, one hundred and thirty two minutes total. Mm-hmm. So we got to we got to start finding if we're going to start any new recurring jokes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> new runners. Because I think I think some of these have uh, have, have been worn out. Um. <laughs> no, never. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, that's me. (laughs) We already did that one. Um, okay. Uh, Jeepers Creepers. (laughs) Ah, Oh, wait, the holy water should be named holy. The water. (laughs) Holy water. Hey, it's me. Holy. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's what you mean. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, my little friend here things. says you're not a demon. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that right, Holy? Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, I'm his, I'm his brother, Tappy. <laughs> Why do they call you Tappy? <laughs> I've, never, I've never seen tap dancing water before. What do you think, <laughs> Truy? <laughs> I have a lot to think about about what I've done in my life. Yes. I'm just going to sit here on this wall, and all I ask is for some goddamn peace and quiet. I had to make some choices. (laughs) Oh, true. You're not as fun as the rest of us. You're not as fun as Planchy and Bully. No. Truman says, I used to be fun. (laughs) I used to smile. Let me tell you what takes smiling away. (laughs) World War II. (laughs) All right. Okay. All right. 
Yes, folks, but let's get back to the top of this minute. So Karis has asked for scotch with water and ice. And as Chris begins to pour the scotch, we cut back to Karis. And I know I sound like a broken record at this point, folks, but once again, we got Karis staring into the abyss. This is probably the most obvious one we've seen because he's seen, well, what has he seen? He's seen some pretty crazy stuff up there. But, Mm -hmm. But if he goes by the findings of this little science experiment... Nothing supernatural. And he is sitting with that revelation now. Is he is he sitting like this now because maybe the experiment didn't go precisely as planned? Like something unexpected happened up there and he has no explanation for it? And and now whatever he's feeling about it, like he's got to explain that to Chris. Yeah, well, he has to figure out what he's feeling first, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's, he's very abyssy. Yeah, he, mm-hmm. he's sitting on this couch and I mean, he doesn't. So, like, it's it's a little bit like the Kinderman scenes we talked about, right? Where, like, okay, Chris is behind him, so Kinderman can sort of kind of drop his act a little bit. We see what right. he's really like. Um, but Karis is doing – so Karis is doing that. This is what Karis is just really like. She can't see his his look of, like, absolute, like, loss. Like, easy. Yeah. Like, you don't – like, not even, like – We've said, like, sometimes they're looking at nothing in particular. Like, I don't know if he's even thinking anything here, right? Like, he's just gone. It looks like he is completely shut off. Yeah. Um, like one of those ladies in the at Bellevue, right? Like, yeah. <gasps> yeah, he's just gone. And he, mm-hmm. um, you know, he doesn't have that much time, right? So, I mean, like, like how long does it take to, to fix a drink or whatever? So right. He's dropping that, but, like, She's oh, going to turn around in a second. And, yeah, like, catch this, Dimmy. Uh, be careful. This is yeah. not, I would not want anyone to catch me having these thoughts or lack of thoughts the way that that Demi looks right now. Yeah. That doesn't, and also that doesn't look like a look that you can like get out of quickly. Right. Mm -hmm. That's like the, you are, you are so down below the surface. You got to swim back up before you like, it's not like she's going to turn around and he's going to like change real quick. Like Mm -hmm. that's, that's something you gotta be like, Oh, uh, Oh, sorry. Sorry. I was, (sighs) yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I do like now that we had uh, Father David Mowry come on and talk mm-hmm. about you know how priests um, in the professional world uh, deal with their collar. I do like the shot that yeah he does, but Professor uh, Doctor, sorry, he is a professor and a and a uh, father. What mm-hmm. Father Mowry says is like not take the collar out and put it somewhere, but keep right. it pretty close to you and yeah. sort of has um yeah turned it uh, turned himself off duty a little bit. Yeah, what did, what, what did uh, Father Mowry uh, uh, call it? It was like uh, parking the car in the garage, or right? Something like exactly. That? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, I like that. Um, so okay, but this. Look, Keenan, is he? Is this because he didn't see what he wanted to see, or is it be, like so? Is it because he's right, or is it because he's wrong? Hmm. All right. Well, I I, I was going to save this a little bit, but I think he. <laughs> but I think you're getting to the heart of this, right? Hmm. I think that Karis um, has. We didn't know it. He was keeping things from us a little bit. I think. Hmm. Like he was beginning to believe that Reagan was possessed mm. is what I think was happening. And now okay. he has to admit that, okay, that was wrong. Like uh. the other option is that maybe he didn't think that he was beginning. He wasn't beginning to think she was possessed, but he was starting to believe that the only thing to help this girl was the exorcism. Right. And now he, now he doesn't get it. Right. So he was rooting for the exorcism either because she's possessed or because she needs it psychosomatically. Right. Either and, way. Yeah. yeah. Either way. So he's starting to believe in that. And he's trying to find this, right. You're trying to build a case mm-hmm, and you're mm-hmm. trying to find the evidence to take to the church to get the approval for the exorcism. Yeah. And, you know, and now, and now he doesn't have it. And so maybe he didn't even know that himself, right. He didn't even recognize that. What was I, what was I hoping happened up there? Was right. I hoping to reveal that she really, this little girl really was possessed by a demon? That's insane. What, what am I? <laughs> More yeah. like, what is this? Mm. No, that's a really good point. Like, because yeah, there is a, like, 
like we don't we don't we don't realize what we've been hoping for. like it it right he he might not have realized what he's what he was hoping for until he lost it mm-hmm. right in yeah. that moment upstairs and no you're you're absolutely right it it seems like i i, I go i go both ways on this like mm-hmm. like on any given day i'm like is like is he is he in despair because she's not possessed right mm-hmm. or is he well, okay, let's break it down because I'm remembering that shot of him right after he sprinkles the holy water. His arm is still up in that mm-hmm. pose, right? And he sees her uh, reacting on the bed and he knows that it's fake. Right. And so like right there, you can say, okay, it just hit him. This is all fake. This is not what it appears to be. Right. Like, like you know, uh, Blatty says in the book, like this this wonderful uh, line, he says, he he suddenly saw wine turning back into water. Oh, jeez. Right? And I can see it's like that's that's the moment. Wine turning back into water is when uh, Captain Howdy reacts to the fake holy water, right? Mm-hmm. And so this could be in response to, th- like this look right here could be in response to that. But right. then what happens right after that is Reagan starts speaking in tongues. Mm-hmm. And it's a weird language that obviously it affects him enough to where he needs to turn on the tape recorder and hold the microphone closer to her. So it's not like, I mean, like, I feel like Karis would be able to tell if it was gibberish. It's like, okay, this is just gibberish. This girl is playing. I just sprinkled her with fake holy water. Like, I'm not even going to bother recording this. He, it, it, it shook him enough to where he moved the microphone closer. So now he's sitting here. He's got this look on his face. Is it because of the fake holy water, or is it because of the thing that happened immediately after? Like, is oh, he? Because yeah. it could be. It could be either way. It could be like, oh my god, like it all. It all just like fell apart up there, and this is really just a sick girl, and I have to relate this to Chris. Mm-hmm. Or what just happened up there? Yeah. Like with the with the with the backwards talking, what he doesn't know is backwards talking, but you know, yeah. Uh, Father David was sort of arguing that he might, right? That, that would be rec- that he might recognize that as backwards talking, but mm. but you know, one thing else that I don't think we covered up uh, in the previous minutes there is that, um, you know, she's so, she's saying Marin, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. We we hear like Nerim, yeah, <laughs> yeah, something like that, uh, and. And it's so interesting, right? This is a hard movie to unsee and think about, like what you're what you're supposed to think of the first time you're seeing it fresh. Mm-hmm. Once you like once you've seen it and you and you figure out its mysteries, right? Mm-hmm. Like that says Marin. Um, do we know Father Marin's name in this movie so far? I don't believe so. No, I don't think so. Not right? yet. Right? Yeah. So because yeah, he you, again like he's not. He is the man in khakis. That's yeah. It. At the very beginning, right? He's mm-hmm. not of the movie. Yeah, he's not like um um. Uh, what's that you say, Father Man? Yeah. <laughs> Who used to do used to do relief work in Africa or whatever? Mm-hmm. No, he, doesn't, he doesn't say that, right? right. Um, He's so- in Iraq now, digging up tombs. <laughs> he just wrote a book. Yeah, we don't get that exposition. So you mean we're... The Exorcist? <laughs> Father Father Marin, The Exorcist. <laughs> Yeah, so we don't have that, right? We don't have, um, we don't know that Marin is that name, uh, that, mm-hmm. that she was, whatever terrible noise she was making up there on the first mm-hmm. view, we don't know that's Marin's name. Yeah. Um, and then unlike in the book, we don't know that the holy water is fake and it's not really holy, it's Tappy. Right. Tappy the tap water pretending to be his uh, twin brother holy, the holy exactly. water. Exactly, right? a little we, scamp. <laughs> we don't know that. I'm a scamp. Mm-hmm. That's me. <laughs> yeah, so we don't know that. How so, he's like, getting jealous. He's like, that's my line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, trying to muscle in here get another Saturday morning cartoon about Tappy <laughs> he's just water <laughs> there's nothing to him he's not even blessed um, yeah. but yeah but yeah so like what are this first viewing through right we mm-hmm. don't 
we don't uh, know anything in the shot of Karis except perhaps that he's just freaking exhausted, right? Mm. Like he's just seen some things. Um, mm. Yeah, so it's just, it's really it's really yeah, just it's hard to unsee the movie once you've seen it. This one particularly, right. yeah. Now we cut back to Chris and. Chris sort of scratches her head and turns around with no ice, right? Mm-hmm. That's what she says. She says, no ice. I'll get some from the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And this may be a case of like movie time trickery here. Mm-hmm. Be- like it, it struck me that she was over there for a while, mm-hmm. like long enough to realize that there's no ice. Like mm-hmm. how long does it take for you to walk to the, you know, to, to that little drink cabinet and see that there's no ice there, right? right. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I mean, that, like that's the type of the same thing you see right away. And even when she was making her way over there, right, you get the sense that something wasn't right. She was, like, sort of figuring out how to pour a drink. Like, mm-hmm. it almost seems – now, Now, part of that may be that this is normally Carl and Willie's job, but mm-hmm. Chris knows how to pour and serve drinks. Like, she's, Chris McNeil knows her way around a bar. Yeah. <laughs> right. I know how to pour a drink, god damn it. Yeah. <laughs> True, he can testify. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I've seen some things. Oh, yes. Terrible things. She's over there. She's pouring a scotch. She's like, hey, make it two. She turns around. She's like, who said that? He's like, yeah. Truey. That's me. <laughs> wow. You're not even going to like add a little laugh or anything. You just. No, I guess my mind was elsewhere. And he, he's just staring off. That's the rest of the Saturday morning cartoon. It's just staring off into the distance, hearing, hearing radio broadcasts we can't hear. Right, yeah. <laughs> like five minutes in, his his pupils slightly dilate because he's seeing the worst possible thing. Oh, gosh. You know, in Harry and the Hendersons... <laughs> Before they decided to make him Bigfoot, mm-hmm. it was just former President Harry Truman. <laughs> that John Lithgow hit with his car <laughs> right. while walking the in the woods. Where, yeah, he's hiding from society and the and the great burden of what he, he thought he had to do. <laughs> Shoot it, Dad! <laughs> That's Harry S. Truman. Shoot him, shoot him. I you think kids. he's dead. Well, shoot him anyway. <laughs> kids, you don't understand. Let me, let me try to get my John Lithgow voice. Mm-hmm. Kids, you really don't understand the kind of pressures that the president of America would have to be in during World War II. It wasn't mm-hmm. such an easy decision. <laughs> and, then they, and then they tie him to the hood of the car. <laughs> drive him back home and, you know, he's... He's 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 breaking through the walls and you know the neighbors are getting nosy and you know and uh, and he eats the daughter's corsage which is horrible but you know then they, Harry, then they give him a little you know shampoo and uh, Harry the right. neighbors are starting to complain about the smell. <laughs> you know and, and like in the end they you know they they bring him back to the woods mm-hmm. and we all know that scene we remember right uh, like he, he goes in there he says goodbye to the family to john lithgow's family and then as he's walking into the woods a whole bunch of other dead presidents come out <laughs> and sort of welcome them back into the fold and then they all just kind of like wander back into the woods you know? that classic family movie <laughs> daddy was was Harry a good president or a bad president? Well, it's very complicated. <laughs> <laughs> These are different times, kids. Yeah. 
And this cuts to one week later, and they're all, you know, the family's all at dinner, and you just hear, Sorry to spoil Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> Harry S. Truman or, and the Hendersons. Or, yeah, Harry S. Truman and the Hendersons. <laughs> oh, God. Well, do you know the most complicated thing about Truman's legacy, Lester, mm-hmm. is that his middle initial S doesn't stand for anything? Oh, really? Yes, it's just an S. Wow. So. I've heard I've heard of people doing that. But not people you trust with atom bombs. No, no. <laughs> What is that S? Secrets. That's what that is. Sneaky. No. No. Yeah. You know, John Lithgow played uh, FDR. Oh, he did? And what? Yeah, he did. Um, uh, it was like a, a, oh, shoot. I don't know. I don't know the title. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Well, he was, he was good friends with Harry S. Truman. Yeah. 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 Uh, mm-hmm. All right, just to avoid letters, it is, it is <laughs> Truman truly is a very complicated figure, right? Obviously, yes. obviously, the atomic bombs are are awful. Mm-hmm. There's debate about whether people like how much people at the time really believed, and that was the only solution or not. But that right. was killing civilians and not not um, military targets, etc. Mm-hmm. But he had the Marshall Plan. He rebuilt Europe. He rebuilt the relationship with Japan, et cetera. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's complicated. It's very, very complicated. Yeah. But he did murder FDR. <laughs> yes. Yes. That with, is, that is documented. That is right. Yeah. With mm-hmm. stars in his eyes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm yeah. going to be a great big star. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be the world's biggest star. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As the, as the assistant president. <laughs> we have to move on. <laughs> For Mary Truman. <laughs> That's what he said to the American people after. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Let's just forget. Let's stop asking these questions. Yeah. <laughs> Some things were done. <laughs> On both sides. Everybody. On both sides. Which is actually true. The Japanese were, were incredibly guilty of war crimes, et yes. cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's mm-hmm. complicated. It's it complicated, is. kids. No more questions until we get back home on this road trip. Yes. <laughs> About Harry, our good yeah. friend Harry. <laughs> he could be our good friend. <laughs> and he could have done some monstrous things. And I just don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> That's John Lithgow, right? Yeah. That's John Lithgow. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Sometimes dead is better. <laughs> he plays that he plays that, that character in the remake. Okay, okay. I was just, just like... <laughs> Like that's not John Lithgow. It is Lester. Yeah. Okay. 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 In the pet cemetery. Sometimes dad is better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's that guy. I have no idea how much of this we're going to keep in. Uh, <laughs> Do you think this is? It's complicated. <laughs> it is. It's extremely complicated. Um, this is. I don't know what I would have done. Do you? Can any of <laughs> yeah. you out there say you yeah. wouldn't have dropped the bombs? You know. I, no. 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 That is. That is. No. No. That is a legitimate question. That, that's. That's what I tell my students. I was like, I wouldn't want that job. Right. You know? Right. 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 Exactly. Very much like, um, you know, a, a certain podcast host who's, who's like, you know, how much of this do I keep in and how much of this do I cut out? Like, because no, the Harry Truman and the Hendersons thing, that is funny. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know a lot. 
<laughs> that's funny. <laughs> I may him. not know a lot, but I know what's funny. Harry S. Truman. <laughs> they teach him to, to bathe. <laughs> they, he brushes his teeth, I think, right? And they're like, yeah. oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Harry, you're doing it. Harry, you're doing it. You're cleaning your teeth. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Trying to think of more Harry and the Henderson. Uh, we sh- don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. <clears throat> um. Where? Where? Are we? Okay. Uh. Um, uh here it says interesting. <laughs> yeah. That's my default. That's just like, mm, interesting. Yeah. Um, but no, I, what I was saying is like, like we know that Chris knows how to pour and serve drinks, right? She's a very right. hands-on party hostess. Absolutely. We see, we see from like the book, right? She's preferring to serve her guests herself, mm-hmm. right? So I think this spacing out here has more to do with, um, well, Jesus. What? Do you see the next word? <laughs> you don't have to do that. <laughs> you can find another way of saying it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay so i think the spacing out here has more to do with like the news that she's going to drop in the next minute right the uh, confession the confession yes so i I think she's already thinking about how she's going to tell this guy keenan what do you think yeah i think so too i think Mm -hmm. that she knows that she if if he didn't go and solve it right now upstairs right now she has to progress it forward and say okay you need to know everything like like i got to lay out the cards yeah, she looks up from the phone conversation and Reagan is not with Karis. Right. Looking all better. And it's like, okay, well, obviously things didn't go according to plan. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so like we were saying, she realizes there's no ice. So she she offers to go and get some, but Karis stops her. He says, no, it's fine. He'll take it straight. Mm-hmm. And there's like this little quick back and forth that ensues. Um, but he tells her it's fine. Please sit. You sure? Yes. So she hands him the drink and then looks around for a chair. Mm-hmm. And it, it almost looks like she's she's looking around and like this isn't her house and she's mm-hmm. never or she's never been in this room. Right. Mm-hmm. But like she is all the while like scratching the back of her head. Right. I imagine it's like like I've been in this room a hundred times, but I never thought I'd, I'd be in here with like a priest talking about demonic possession <laughs> of my daughter. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I went back to see exactly what chair she chooses. Keenan. Am I mistaken? There's no chair where she eventually sits down. Like, just a few frames ago, we saw the whole couch that Karis was sitting on with plenty of space. But we also saw, like, the whole area in front of the couch where she's uh, sitting, question mark, right now. There's nothing there. Let me look at this, actually. Hmm. Yeah, she comes over. Um, Yeah, she's, yeah, yeah, you're right. No, no, you're right. Um, That's very interesting. Like, we don't think about it necessarily. I I didn't notice that. Yeah, yeah, she sits on the floor, essentially. Yeah, she sort of, like, sinks down as as if she's, like, maybe sitting on her knees on on the floor. Right, Um, which we've seen her do at her party. Right. But that's kind of, you know, everyone's drinking and there's there's a lack of chairs, right? Like, it's an intimate, like, hey, let's all, you know, just kind of, like, huddle up. fun. Let's be a little kind of hippie-ish, right? And have have a little. Yeah, that's really interesting. But again, it does, I know I'm sort of jumping forward to uh, the next, uh, the next minute a little bit, but yeah, but it's, it puts her in that position again where she is, um, she is confessing. She's like, you know, facing him, but lower. So it just feels like, right. Like I'm, I'm lower than you father and I have sinned. Right. Mm, Yeah. She literally kneeling on the floor in Mm -hmm. front of this priest. Right. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like what strikes me is that we don't draw attention to it at all because like you would, you would think that like, 
Friedkin would be like, oh, I want this shot. This is like a really good, like, you know, pictures worth a thousand words type of shot where we have her kneeling. We don't see, it's just close, close up on them. We don't yeah. see them. Like we don't draw we back, don't go and back see. to the wide shot, right? Which yeah. we do at, at the party. We have a wide shot where you see they're on pillows on the floor and that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. That's really interesting. Hmm. So now we cut to an over the shoulder, over uh, Chris's shoulder, mm-hmm. and we get this striking shot of Karis talking about shots here. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we've shot Jason Miller in this exact pose before. Does mm-hmm. it feel like that to you? It like, feels, I'm remembering, I'm pulling mm-hmm. up a previous scene, because it feels like when he has his confession essentially at the bar to Father mm-hmm. Birmingham, and and we have a very similar thing. But now I'm looking at that, he's on the other side of the frame, but right, yeah, that one similar. he's like, yeah, that one, like he's, he's, yeah. Um, I'm thinking of, it seems like it's, it's not like a completely profile. Mm-hmm. It's still, he's still, we're, he's turning towards us a little bit, mm-hmm. but it seems like when he's talking with Kinderman and you got Kinderman in the foreground and him in the background looking at Kinderman. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Uh, yes. that shot? Yeah. Uh-huh. So it seems a little bit like that, but yeah. So Karis asks, where's her father? Chris answers in a whisper, almost a sigh, right? Says, in Europe. Mm -hmm. We see Karis's eyes shift away again. He's thinking, and then he looks back. Why do you think that's an important question for him to be asking? I think whether he is fully convinced of it or not, Mm -hmm. he is trying to get himself back on the track of divorce has affected this girl's Uh, brain. uh Uh-huh, right. And... Or, or I mean, he might not even know about the divorce. Um, he might be thinking like this: this house is pretty uh, uh, lacking of a father figure. Um, <laughs> you know, here we are. Maybe, maybe the room reminded him. You know, he's just like, <laughs> yeah, where's room, your father? Yeah. Yeah. Where's, where's daddy? <laughs> yeah. It, but yeah, I, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking he has gone full psychiatrist mode again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's like, where's her father? A little girl needs, a, you know, a mother and a father, right? You know, this right. is Karis speaking. <laughs> it's the 70s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know, one of the things since we started talking a couple of minutes ago, or maybe two mm-hmm. dozen minutes ago, I guess, mm-hmm. about like Reagan as as an anti-Christ figure, like sort of a reverse Christ figure, right? Where she's mm-hmm. going to start being in these crucifix type poses and we're going to have sort of the opposite of stigmata, right? They're sort of protruding right. from her and, um, and, and all of that sort of thing. Uh, you know, another, I mean, an- another... I mean, a function of the Christ figure in literature, if you're just saying like, okay, we're using a Christ archetype, not necessarily the religious idea, right? Right. Is like awakening um, salvation other people, right? Mm-hmm, Doing mm-hmm. some sacrifice for themselves there. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's part of what Reagan does, right? Reagan is the one who's having all this stuff done to her, um, but she's not the character who's, you know, she's being saved literally, but the one who's being saved metaphorically is um, is Karis and Chris, right? Like that's, right. yeah. Um, so in many ways, she is kind of a reverse Christ figure. And to mm. remind us at this point that, you know, we have, um, again, not a literal, but a metaphorical um, uh, Christ, uh, you know, virgin birth, if you will, where we have mm. this father, Howard, who isn't around, and Chris is right. the single mother who who is raising this Christ child, right? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And just reminding us of that, like the lack of the father here, and this this mother who's doing both, um, you know, puts that in that in that uh, in that realm of she is yeah. the the not not anti antichrist in that way, mm. but nega Christ or something, right? Where she's mm. a, or bizarro Christ. Mm. Bizarro, that's for um, uh, you uh, Star Trek fans out there. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Or you see lab, you see lab fans. Bizarro, <laughs> bizarro. <laughs> right, exactly. What yeah, happened? 
exactly. <laughs> yeah, but she's like the 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 opposite. She's doing a lot of things that are like Christ's story, but not um, you know, she's, she's not mm-hmm. she's not the Christ. Right. And maybe Karis could be was like this is you, uh, like because of the absence of the father, mm-hmm, uh, possibly. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Um, now, yeah. So he so he's thinking for a little bit, and then he looks back and he says, "Have you told him what's happening?" Uh, right. uh, Reagan's father. He right. Means. And he sort of nods as he says this, which I think is like he's indicating that's the problem here is the absence mm-hmm. of the father, right? right? And to this nod, she shakes her head, right? She says no, and on that no. On that shake, we cut, and now we can see her eyes, and she knows exactly what he is getting at here, mm-hmm. and she is saying, no, we're not going down that road. Mm-hmm. We're like we're over Karis's shoulder now, sort of behind him, and we don't see a reaction. We don't see his face at all, just this like black, blurry, immovable mass. Hey, mm-hmm. black mass. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it's interesting because Chris has been like sympathetic to him, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to bring you this drink over and then sitting down and uh, genuflecting to him. And mm-hmm. then we've cut to him and he asks that question that crosses a line and then we cut to Chris and she is no longer giving him like a sympathetic like, oh, dear. Yeah. Man, yeah. Yeah, right. It's like no, no, no. We're not, we're not, we're not going this way. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So now, now she's the only thing we see, and Karis has been kind of like blurred out, right? Like mm-hmm. we said, like he's just this blurry black mass, right? And and we hear from it, um, it like we hear from from Karis, right? This this blob. We hear it's like, well, I think you should, mm-hmm. right? Meaning like you should, um, you know, you should tell Howard what's been happening. Mm-hmm. To which Chris sort of um, scoffs or sniffs. It's it's yeah. kind of just like this, like. <laughs> You know, um, she can't even get him on the phone for a birthday, let alone. Yeah, we have an emergency. Yeah. What's he going to care about this? Like Mm -hmm. this is, you know, um, and she looks down and we cut back and we're looking at Karis and he looks down Mm -hmm. and then he takes a breath and he reaches into his coat pocket. Um, It's interesting here. We barely see what he takes out and puts on the table. But of course, we don't need to know what it is. We we hear it, you know, clack on the table and he immediately tells us what it is anyway. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, uh, he says very quickly, all in one breath. Did you notice? He's like, I told Reagan that was holy water. I sprinkled it on her and she reacted very violently. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like all of that in one. It's like, I'm going to tell you this. <laughs> and then there's this pause, a long pause, right? He's looking at her and he says, it's tap water. Mm-hmm. And this here is the first that we're hearing this news as well. folks. Right. like, what? Tap water? <laughs> Like, we we just saw saw all that stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, geez. Yeah. Right. Like, Keenan, what are we supposed to make of this? Like, we've never seen this. Like, okay, we've never seen this movie before. Mm -hmm. We haven't read the book. We're in this darkened theater in 1973. We were sure by now that this is a supernatural situation, right? All of like, like cinema language has told us that this is absolutely real. And at this point, we're sort of like waiting for Karis to get on board, right? Mm -hmm. Karis is the one who is wrong, but it feels like here like he just proved us wrong like what do we as the audience think of this yeah it's really crazy we're like are, are we supposed to are we supposed to go maybe i'm maybe i'm wrong i mean maybe it is it's not a devil or it's not a demon mm-hmm. like, like like oh like i don't know would that be at that point when you're watching it be like oh this movie's gonna cop out and it's not gonna be mm. real right because yeah to your point also in um if this is if you've never seen this mm-hmm. then it's not TVYNS, the version you've never seen. So we've never right. seen this original. If we've never seen this, it's not the version you've never seen. <laughs> right. Yeah, just want to make that very clear. <laughs> Come with us, folks. Follow us. Follow us. Right. We know what we're talking about. So we don't yeah. we don't have, for instance, Pazuzu faces um, hanging out over Captain Howdy faces on the on the stove, right? Right. Like we don't have that. So 
so there's probably even less indication. So, so are we wondering, oh God, is the movie going to cop out? Is this just, just about, um, you know, psychosomatic troubles? Like, like what? Mm-hmm. I wonder, yeah. Like, yeah, would you be like, don't do that. That's, that's going to piss me off. Yeah. This movie turns out to be all in her head. Right. Or is this, I mean, like, are we so convinced mm-hmm. that when that happens, we're like, ah, that's a tricky demon up mm-hmm. there. Like, are we, are we, are we just like immediately don't buy it. We're like, no, 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 yeah. this is real. That was, that must've been a trick. That's like, a very good question because we've seen the demon do tricks already. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. And uh, like, again, folks, like if, if you read the book, Karis has a whole inner monologue about how he's going to try the, the holy water and it's going to, mm-hmm. you know, um, so, so we know what's going on beforehand. But yeah, I'm saying like, like, and then the, again, we were talking about like the language of cinema and the language of just like storytelling, like of mm-hmm. monologues, right? Like we've, we've seen bits of like Captain Howdy showing himself without any of the other characters around, mm-hmm. which tells us that he is real. Right. Except in this TV, or except in, you know, like the original theatrical cut, you could, you could be like, oh, well, like maybe this is, yeah, that like any, anybody who has uh, seen the movie, like when it first came out or, or uh, seen a theatrical cut somehow without mm-hmm. like knowing anything about the movie, uh, like write in, tell us like, what, what did you think at this point? Right. Um, I mean, I, I'm trying not to spoil movies that had come out at the time or, or soon after, mm-hmm. but there, there have been, you know, movies that that were like, okay, like all this ghostly stuff is happening and, and these spooky things. And then, oh, you know what it really is, is this woman's having a nervous breakdown, right? Right. Mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. Rosemary's Baby, I'm not spoiling Rosemary's Baby, but but mm-hmm. Rosemary's Baby certainly certainly has fun playing that like back and forth. Like So I think much more obliquely than The Exorcist is doing. Like it really mm-hmm. is like, oh, Rosemary's crazy. Oh, no, Rosemary's not crazy. Oh, Rosemary's crazy. And you really don't, you really don't really know until until the end of the movie what's going on. Yeah. Right. But but so it wouldn't be out of like bounds like like, oh, you can't believe you did that. But um, but this would be like you have all this evidence up until the, this point to be like, oh, God, no, it's just one of those regular, regular everyday things. She's just yeah. a sick little girl. The only way that that would work mm-hmm. is if the truth is actually worse than what we thought. Mm-hmm. That that'd be like it'd be like, no, 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 this is all in your daughter's mind, which is worse right. somehow. Right. But how can you make it worse than demonic possession? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's some of the movies I'm trying not to ruin. Like that, like that is that's what some of those are, right? It's like, mm-hmm. oh no, it's not ghosts. It's not ghosts bothering this poor woman who thinks she's beset by ghosts. It's actually mm-hmm. that she she's so insane that she's going to hurt herself, or she's so insane, right. like in reality, she's going to hurt someone she loves, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And did we ever talk about um, the difference between British fantasy and American fantasy? Sounds familiar, but I can't. I can't remember if that was on the show or not. So, and I don't mm. remember. So, so okay. Yeah, All right. Listen. Yeah. So, like, and and this comes from an article, I'll, and I'll, I'll post it up in um, in the listener group um, if I find it again. But there's this idea that uh, at least in the beginning, like early on, early early British fantasy stories versus early American fantasy stories where any fantastical stuff that happens in an American fantasy, like uh, let's say Wizard of Oz or something mm-hmm. like that, right? Ends up being in the character's mind, right? Oh, right. Uh-huh. So it was it was all a dream or something like that, right? Versus British fantasy stories, the magic is always real, mm-hmm. right? You go to the fantastical place and the fantastical place is objectively Actually real. So Alice goes to Wonderland. Wonderland is real. Wonderland is real, but Oz is in Dorothy's mind. Yes, in the American Disney Alice in Wonderland, it implies that that Wonderland is not real. So right, but that out, right. by an exactly, but like, right. 
yeah, adapted by an American company, right? Mm, right. So, so yeah, that, and that made me, and obviously, right, is it isn't you know like point for point, right? There are mm-hmm. there are American stories and there are British stories that like have have transcended that, but like there was this article that kind of talked about how you know one of those differences is, and I guess because. Um, uh, it, American fantasy is based more in realism and it's more like America is, is a, a much younger country mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, this is like trying to survive and trying to, you know, make their own way and, and, and all this versus it, it, the, the Britons have like, you know, their roots in, you know, King Arthur and mm-hmm. the Druids and, you know, these old, uh, you know, quote unquote pagan religions and things like that that are kind of like influencing their stories and everything like that, right? You have Merlin and, and King Arthur and, and, you know, and all those things. Yeah. yeah, I could also imagine an argument being that like because of the Puritan nature of American religion, right? That mm. it is it is like, okay, well that 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 all that fantasy is well and good. But like if we're talking about magic and and you know what the the real um the reality of the situation that there's only one God, ma'am, as Captain America right, says. Right. <laughs> he doesn't yeah. dress like that. Yeah. Uh and then I could also imagine, you know, America prides itself as being a fantasy land in some ways, right? Like this is the place mm. where you go to to solve all of the woes of the old country and 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 all that. So why would you need to have Oz when Kansas is even better? There you go. Yeah, yeah. that's a, I, I didn't even think of it that way. Right. Yeah. I was thinking of the other way. Like you when you when you brought up the Puritans, I was like, mm-hmm. it's like we don't have time to <laughs> think about dragons. We don't have enough food for the winter. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, we don't have to fight orcs because, you know, we're, we're fighting the, ne- <laughs> the fight people the who are already here. Absolutely. No, you're right. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah, we see ourselves constantly as like, okay, if if thing you know if things don't work out in Amer- in uh, England, we can come to Massachusetts. If things don't work out in Massachusetts, we can go mm-hmm. to Illinois. If things don't work out in Illinois, we can go to Oregon. And mm-hmm. we're always like, mm-hmm. like there is a place just around the corner in the American consciousness that is that is Oz. Yeah, yeah, and I can't like even then like they can't they cannot help mm-hmm. but um, you know in, insert a little bit of uh, fantasy into it. It's like oh you know it's like Mrs. Uh, uh, old, old Mrs. Um, oh Jesus. Old, yeah, old Mrs. Galt, she must be a witch, right? I saw her reading a book that was not the Bible, right? <laughs> oh, the devil is real and he walks among us and, you know, there's a, you know, there's a little bird that whispers in this, in this old man's ear and, and that's how he knew my cattle would die, and, <laughs> right? So, yeah. so even in that thing, like they can't, I, I think that's just human nature. We have to, we have to paint these, you know, um, fantastical shadows around us because, mm-hmm. you know, because life is just so glum and dreary and like, how are we going to, you know, you look out onto the, you know, the, the, um, you know, uh, American, uh, uh wintry hellscape wasteland mm-hmm. and you still, it's like, yeah, witches, the devil, that makes this more, a little bit more, that adds a little bit of color to this. You right. Know? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And something um, I could do about that because I, you know, if, if this wintry cold stuff, I could, I could get a, uh, a cure against the, the devil or against the mm-hmm. witches and, and the warlocks or whatever. Right. Because I can't yet, uh, warm the planet by four or five degrees centigrade mm-hmm, and make mm-hmm. winter less unbearable. Yeah. 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 My children can do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> With hairspray and, uh... <laughs> But it's it's like, you know, my crops didn't die because I'm a shitty farmer. Right. Mm-hmm. My crops died because my neighbor is a witch. Right. Mm-hmm. I would rather believe that. Yeah. Absolutely. Hmm. But yeah, like all that to say, um, I wonder, yeah, I, I don't know how I'm going to tie this back into the, <laughs> the exorcist. Mm-hmm. It, it, there, there does seem to be some kind of like trend mm-hmm. uh, in, in American cinema. Um, I mean, maybe, maybe the book Oz was like objectively real. I don't, I, I can't remember. Yeah. Know, how she, the book yeah, exactly. Cause she goes back a couple times and right. Right. And we have but, further generations where it's not through the main character's point of view of anything. Right. 
But but like there would you agree with me, Keenan, that there does seem to be some kind of like period in American cinematic history where like now, 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 let's not let's not, you know, fly into, you know, uh, fanciful uh, distraction. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say that this was all, you know, a dream. Yeah, or... I completely buy that. I think there's something there for sure. Hmm. And we could say, I mean, like I, it, it, it goes back again to, you know, Stephen King's version of The Shining mm-hmm. where the ghosts are objectively real. Right. Mm-hmm. And Stanley Kubrick's where it's like. Jack Torrance could just be a crazy guy, mm-hmm. you know. Right. And that which is which is even worse, right? <laughs> right? And that's the that's what I'm saying is in that movie that works because Jack is scarier, I think, than Stephen King's ghosts. Uh-huh. Because Jack you know? is your father. Because Jack is your father. That's right. that's that's terrifying, right? right. That your mm-hmm. father is is coming at you with an axe. Yeah. Not a croquet mallet, Stephen <laughs> King. What are you doing? I've never been afraid of someone holding a croquet mallet. It's croquet. It's, well, it's a roke mallet. Because it's, <laughs> it, yeah. I mean. Right. But your dad is bigger than you, and now all of a sudden he doesn't like you, and that is very scary. That's terrifying, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder, 1973, we're watching The Exorcist. Is this one of those again where it's right. like mm-hmm. she's not possessed by a demon. She's possessed by something worse, right? right? Mm-hmm. Trauma or something yeah, like that. Yeah, you, know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was like what, what, what is Howard's relationship to her? Is there, right. is there something like darker than a Captain Howdy? Yeah. And that's what, that's what uh, Kubrick's um, uh, Shining is, right? Yes. You start to yeah. question whether like, yeah, he, 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 like Jack potentially is dealing with the trauma of just being an abusive alcoholic father who, who broke mm-hmm. Danny's or dislocated Danny's shoulder once, right? And then mm-hmm. that 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 trauma of him being traumatic makes him insane to the point right. where he's just completely out of control as an abusive father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is bad enough without ghosts. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I can see, I can see Friedkin. I mean, I know I, I don't think that's what he's doing here, right. but I can see like audiences yeah. thinking, "Oh, is Friedkin about to pull a Stanley Kubrick?" Who <laughs> I don't know who that is because I haven't seen that yet. <laughs> Because it doesn't exist yet, right? But yeah, just to just to just to say this one last time, uh, in the book we know going into that scene upstairs that it is tap water, right? Yes. But in the movie we don't, so it's, yeah. it is it must feel like pulling the rug out from under us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So back to this minute, Karis has just revealed that the holy water is not holy water; it's tap water. Now Chris asks, "What's the difference?" And as soon as she's done, we cut back to over the shoulder over over Karis, mm-hmm. he's even more of a blurry black mass now, mm-hmm. right? But on, on Chris's face, and I love it so much, we see that she does not care. Yeah. Karis, Karis thought like the way that he paused and presented the tap water line, he thought he, this was going to be like a mic drop. Mm-hmm. Chris does not care. Like yeah. we said in previous minutes, like she is done playing around. Her mission is clear and anything that comes to her now is just more information to be used, right? Tell me the difference between holy water and tap water, right? It's like the scene in Aliens where uh, Ripley's talking to Hicks, right? Explain these guns to me. Show me everything I can handle myself, <laughs> right? But unlike Hicks, Karis is not playing along, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's he's either missing the subtext or he's choosing not to see it, right? Mm-hmm. He he goes down the other path. He says holy water is blessed and that doesn't help support a case for possession. Right. But it's interesting like she she doesn't care about the difference between holy water and tap water, which if it's mm. holy the holy water or tappy the tappy water, right? right. Because because <laughs> for her there is no holy water, right? There, yeah. That is not a thing. 
right? <laughs> Holy water doesn't exist. So, so it is like, what, what are we, what are you even telling me? <laughs> right. Like, mm. like I, yeah, I'm not going to start believing in Holy water for you mm. just to make you feel better about not coming downstairs with a fixed daughter for me. Yeah. My favorite, like, um, and we're going to, we're going to get to this in the next minute folks, mm-hmm. but like in, in the reading, right. When he says, when he says this line, um, Holy water's blessed. She's like, well, mazel tov, father, I'm happy for it. <laughs> She's a little bit more feisty in in, right. uh, in the book. Right. right? It's, it's, at, a, I mean, it's a, this shot of her is just like not. I'm not joking around here. I'm not going to quip yeah. or anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, what are you? Ta- why are you bothering me with this? Even. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and but we can see as mm-hmm. he's laying out this new obstacle, right? Uh-huh. Because again, that's what this is to Chris, right? It's it's not an end per mm-hmm. se. This is an obstacle. Mm-hmm. At, at, at that, that's what like Karis thought. Like, okay. We can't have an exorcism because mic drop. This is tap water, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Well, dang, another thing in my way." Right, mm-hmm. right. And like, but like, in the face of this new obstacle, Chris now has to play a card that she was hoping she wouldn't have to play. Mm-hmm. And we can see in her face, like as she looks away, right? She licks her lips mm-hmm. and then she sighs. Yeah, she's gonna have to tell him. The thing that she's been hiding, the thing that she's been dreading, right? And again, if you read the book, this has like been on her mind ever since it happened, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is this is the thing that she's been terrified of anybody finding out she's gonna have to tell this priest mm. in this confessional like pose that she's in. Right. Tell right? him what? We're just gonna have to wait and see, because that is the end of this minute. Mm-hmm. Keenan, before we leave on this cliffhanger, is there anything else we missed? Yeah, you know, Harry Truman didn't even want to be president. <laughs> So he wasn't even like he was he was begged by the Democrats to become <laughs> the vice president. And then and then he, you know, then FDR, the assistant president, <laughs> the assistant president. And then FDR dies. And then they tell him, hey, we didn't tell you because you were just the assistant president. But we have mm-hmm. a nuclear bomb. And he has to decide then like what he's supposed to do with that. And they're kind of implying like, well, FDR would have used this nuclear bomb. So why don't you oh, use Jesus. this? You know what I mean? It's like it's mm-hmm. like that. Like, ah, complicated. Yeah, mm-hmm. very complicated. <laughs> That's what they say on his presidential status. <laughs> you know those 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 um those like calendars where they have like pictures of the presidents and then they have their the you know their their most famous quotes like um you know true <laughs> right. uh, for for FDR it'd be like we have nothing to fear but fear itself right <laughs> and then under Truman it's like it's complicated. <laughs> Guess you had to be there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, folks. This has been another excellent Exorcist Minute. I've been Lester Ryan Clark. You can reach me on all the socials as Lester Ryan Clark. And I've been Keenan Diaz. And you can find me on Instagram and Letterboxd as Howdy Keenan. Yeah, we got our listener group, Compelling Conversations. Go check that out and request to join and we'll let you in here with us. Thank you so much to everyone who has shared the show by word of mouth or on social media. And a big thank you to everyone who has given us a five-star rating on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to our show. We really appreciate it. That's going to help our little podcast grow and find more cool people like you. Okay, Keenan. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? I think I am, Lester. Folks, until next time, the The power power of Harry and the Hendersons Hendersons compels you. you.